Spend lots of time on your device? Then spend some of that time with us. WSJ Podcasts, the sound of success. Coming up. Today on Watching Your Wealth, we'll look at some of the financial blunders of the wealthy. This is Watching Your Wealth from the Wall Street Journal. Advice for making, keeping, and protecting your money. Now, from our studios in New York, here's Veronica Dagger. This is Veronica Dagger, and you're listening to Watching Your Wealth, while you learn all you need to know about building your wealth and protecting your money. We're joined by Olivier Cornette. He is a financial advisor and managing director of JSF Financial. And he's here to talk about some of the mistakes the wealthy make with their money. Welcome, Olivier. Hi, Veronica. Well, it's great to have you. I know you deal with a lot of wealthy clients, and there's some common mistakes they make. One of them, you said, is succumbing to lifestyle pressures. Tell us what that means and how you've seen that manifest. So I think the classic behavior is, uh, you know, clients start to uh, travel big. They start chartering flights as opposed to flying commercial. Mm. They buy a, uh, let's say, a trophy house so they can keep up with their with their friends, with their, with their colleagues at work. Uh, I think one of the things that I see the most is uh, when clients become too generous with, with family and friends, were coming to them with investment uh, opportunities, I should say. And, um, you know, all of a sudden you have some money and a friend comes to you and, uh, for example, they want you to invest in a vineyard in Paso Robles. Mm. Uh, you know nothing about wine. It's not a liquid investment. It requires a lot of cash. And uh, if you're not careful, uh, you can find yourself into some uh, pretty uh, disastrous uh, investments. I'm sure, especially if you're making some of these investment uh, decisions based on your relationship with someone or based on your emotional response to something. Yes, it might sound great to have a vineyard and help out your friend or family member, but in reality, it's not going to be good for you long-term financially. So that that's a really important point that you bring up. Absolutely. Another mistake I've heard uh, several folks talk about is sometimes the wealthy, the more they have, not not generalizations don't always work, but on some level, you may become a little financially, um, for lack of a better word, oblivious or maybe not as in touch with with what your your bottom line numbers are and, and have a real grasp on what's going on in your finances. Have you seen that? You know, I do. And I mostly see this with executives mm. of publicly traded companies. Interesting. So they have, you know, they have a good job. They have high salaries. Uh, they also have a generous equity compensation. So basically, their employment and their liquid wealth is basically tied to the performance of one business. Mm, and, and in investment terms, um, I mean, we call this poor diversification and yep. we, don't, uh, we don't recommend that. Right. So you want to make sure you're diversified. Even if you are at the top of your game, you need to be thinking of your overall financial picture because all that could change in, in a heartbeat. I, just, I can think back to the late 90s. I used to sit down with uh, Silicon Valley executives mm. who would look at me and say, you do not understand my business. And, <laughs> and, and, and you know, it just went up 10 times and it's going to go up another five times. And uh, and obviously, unfortunately, March 2000 came around and, mm, and they lost reckoning. not only their job, but their wealth. Yikes. Yikes. Um, another mistake is uh, some folks think they are financially invulnerable. And I think that maybe ties in with your prior mistake, too, right? 
It's the same thing, right? I mean, you, you know, things are going so well for you that you basically, you, you do, I mean, you don't, you, you don't think. You spend too much, you don't save enough, you, you take risks that are too high for your portfolio. And uh, so you really have to go back to basics. It's not because things are going well for you right now mm. that they're going to keep on going well. So, so you know, co- continue to be prudent, continue to diversify, continue to save, continue to fund, you know, long-term liabilities such as retirement plans, education funding for, for your kids. So, you know, continue to be disciplined. Would you even go so far as saying even though you're wealthy, you might want to, you might want to budget and, and break out the, the spreadsheets and, and really keep track that way? There's no doubt. Mm. Yeah, I mean, we we sit in LA with the entertainment business. Uh, all of a sudden, somebody's making a lot of money because, you know, they, a show was picked up, for example. Yep. And uh, you know, we want to make sure that those people, um, or you want to make sure that you are investing. And you cover your bases and make sure you pay down your mortgage if you have a mortgage. Make sure you, you put money aside for retirement. Make sure you, you, uh, you save. And then if there is money left over, then have some fun. But make sure you, 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 know, you spend your money on what's, uh, what's important first. Right. And prioritize and right, take care of the most important things first. Another mistake you said is sometimes the wealthy don't necessarily want to take financial advice. And I would imagine that could be a challenge for you as a financial advisor. Well, look, if, if you're dealing with successful entrepreneurs, uh, the reason why they're successful entrepreneurs is because when people were saying no, they said yes. And, Good point. And it, work, and it worked for them, right? Uh, that being said, uh, you know, I, I think when you're successful in an industry, focus on this and, and really be good at what you do and let, uh, I, guess, I guess, let the professionals, you know, be involved and help out. Uh, you can be a successful entrepreneur, but you're not telling your doctor no when he tells you to do something or, mm-hmm. or to take, you know, certain type of medication. So it's mm. the same concept. Yeah, that's a good analogy. Any last mistakes, uh, biggies that the wealthy should avoid? We have about 30 seconds left. I'll tell you, I think you, you have to make sure that you, you want to focus on what you can, you can control. You can yep. control portfolio risk. You can, for, uh, for, you can uh, control how much money you're saving. What you cannot control is market returns. You cannot con- control regulations. So, you know, focus on portfolio risk, focus on financial planning, focus on, on, on saving enough money. And if you're well diversified, uh, things are going to be okay, regardless of what happens in the market and regardless with what happens with the regulations. Excellent tips. Thank you so much, Olivier. You're welcome. And I would love for you to stick around and tell us what would you do if you won a million dollars and take our fun financial questionnaire. Is that okay with you, Olivier? Uh, sure. <laughs> Great. <laughs> and I'd love for our listeners to think about what they would do if they won the money. We'll be right back. Traveling on business? Then take us along and stay on track. WSJ Podcasts. Listen ambitiously. Now, from our studios in New York, here's Veronica Dagger. Welcome back to Watching Your Wealth. It's now time for financial advisor Olivier Cornette to take our financial version of the Prowse questionnaire. Olivier, are you ready? Sure. All right. So what's the best financial advice you ever received? Maybe it's a little cliche, but uh, if you have a long-term time horizon, invest in stocks. That's, I think, the best advice one uh, gave, gave me. Solid advice, indeed. Worst financial advice you've ever heard? Not to keep 
um, not to keep enough cash for or cash reserves for difficult times. Mm, very smart. And now fill in the blank. Money can buy. Money can buy uh, more time spent with family. And I'm going to think out loud. I'm, I'm thinking of my father and my sister and our family living in Europe. If I had more money, I could afford more time spending with them. Oh, very nice. And money can't buy. Money cannot buy a guaranteed long, healthy life, very unfortunately. True. That is so true. Now, Olivier, if you won a million dollars today, this is after tax, what would you do with it? So I think I would continue funding some of my long-term goals um, and then uh, give some of it to uh, people in need. And, and I, guess, I guess I'm thinking of charities, but also I'm thinking of you know, family members or friends who, who may, be, may not be in the same situation I am in. Very nice. Well, thank you so much, Olivier. It's been a pleasure chatting with you today, and I appreciate you sharing your, your personal story and also your advice. It was a pleasure. Uh, thank you. All right. Well, thanks again to Olivier Cornette. This has been Watching Your Wealth, a production of The Wall Street Journal. I'm Veronica Dagger. For more information, check us out at wsj.com slash podcasts. Thanks for listening. WSJ Podcasts. Listen ambitiously.